Another year, another strategy for Instagram growth. While truly every day is a chance for a new beginning, there's something about a new year that just feels right. And I'm so excited to start trying out some new strategies on Instagram. I don't know what 2020 looked like for you or your business, but for me, it was such a huge opportunity for growth and learning. I started out 2020 with just one assistant. Shout out to Taylor. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard me talk about her before. She's the best. We've been working together for over a year now. But by the end of the year, Katie Steckley Creative Services has a team of six awesome and talented people in addition to myself. The client side of my business has grown a lot, which has demanded a lot of my attention, especially in the last quarter of the year. And so Instagram has kind of fallen to the wayside for me. So now with a fresh start of a new year, I'm ready to put so much more love and effort into one of my favorite platforms. You know, I love it because I talk about it all the time on YouTube. And I'm just so excited to be able to spend a little bit more time and attention on it. Today, we're going to be talking through my exact strategy for Instagram in 2021, what content I'll be creating, how often I'm going to be posting and what my engagement strategy looks like. I know this episode is going to be fun, so keep on listening Don't X out of that podcast app. We're going to have a great time. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and the community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. All good Instagram strategies start with goals. So I think it's important to talk about mine before I tell you the details of my content strategy, because Goals are the underpinning of any content that you're going to be making. I think it's so important to be clear about that because before you create any content, you need to know what the purpose is or else you're going to be wasting a lot of time and energy on pretty feed content that's not really doing anything for you. So here are my goals. Some background. I have a content creation agency where my team and I do Instagram, podcast, and YouTube services for clients. Usually those clients are small business owners or creators or influencers. And I want to use my Instagram to grow my audience of potential clients so that I have a stream of leads coming in. You know, that makes sense for any kind of business. You want to ensure that you always have a pool of new customers to draw from because that's how you continue to grow. So I want to make sure that my content is attracting potential customers to my business. It's also important just because of the work that I do that I'm kind of on the cutting edge with strategies for Instagram growth. So part of the purpose of using my platform is to try out new forms of content, experiment with things so that I can use my learnings from my own experiments on Instagram and apply that to the strategies that we're using for clients. Also, it's an opportunity for me to kind of showcase what I can do to potential clients. Your own Instagram is always gonna be your best portfolio as a social media manager. So that's a priority for me. 
Also, I want to be able to use my Instagram to show my credibility and network with potential clients. A big part of my business is working with more established business owners and influencers. And I know that they might not necessarily be consuming my content, like my YouTube channel or my podcast, because they're more likely to go ahead and just hire somebody rather than search around on how to do it themselves. So especially going into the new year, I want to use my Instagram more as a way to network with potential leads. So in engage with the content of my ideal clients, become their biggest fan, and then be there in case I ever see them post on their stories like, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a YouTube channel. Then that's my time to kind of reach out and make that connection. So that's just a bit of background on all of the different priorities that I have surrounding using Instagram for my business. Also, one other note about how I use my content to attract potential clients. You might be thinking, oh, well, Katie, like if your ideal clients aren't following you for your how-to content, like wouldn't you want to make other content to attract them to follow you? That does make sense in certain circumstances, but here's kind of an insight into my overall plan with content marketing. And this is kind of like getting deep. My ideal scenario is that I create the kind of content that you look for when you are just getting started. So maybe you've opened up YouTube and you've decided to search for the first time how to start a podcast and you find my content and you start watching my videos. And maybe you're not at a point right now where you can afford to hire me and my team to edit your show or launch your podcast, but you're going to remember Katie Steckley as a person who is knowledgeable and willing to help in the world of podcasting. So then ideally I can provide really valuable tips and tricks. And this is why I share my best advice for free online, because I want to help the people that find me get to the point themselves where they would then be able to hire me. So if I give you all my best free advice, you can DIY your way to let's say like 10,000 followers or you know a certain amount of downloads on your podcast, whatever it is. And then you hit that threshold where you're like, you know, I've done this on my own, but really I'm too busy to keep doing it by myself. And that's when you hire me. So that's just some background on my overall process and thoughts behind how I do my content marketing, who my ideal client is, because My ideal client is on a journey. It's not just one specific person. My ideal client might be my perfect dream client five years from now, but right now they're just getting started and I want to help them go through that journey and get to the point where they are my dream client. So that's how I approach my content marketing, whether it's on Instagram, with my podcast, with YouTube, whatever. But back to the Instagram thing, this is the underpinning of my content strategy on Instagram. And I think it's so important to have that big picture in mind when you are getting started with your content strategy, because that's going to determine the kind of content you make, how often you post it, who you're trying to reach, etc. So with all that being said, Let's talk about what my actual content strategy is now understanding what my goals are and what I'm trying to do with my own content, which might be very different from yours. And that's important. I hope that this strategy can give you some insight into how to develop an Instagram strategy that is based on your goals and what you want to do with your business rather than you just using my Instagram strategy and copy and pasting it. Because I mean, you can go for it, but it just might not be the most effective for you if you don't take into consideration your own goals and business. All right, so when I'm thinking about my Instagram strategy, I'm kind of thinking about it in 
three main categories when it comes to content anyway. I guess to break it down even further, if you listen to this podcast for any time at all, then you'll know how much I love categories and charts and breaking things into rows and columns and breaking it down. So this might be a little convoluted for people that don't think that way. But for me, when I think about Instagram strategy as a whole, there's two sides. There's content creation and there's engagement. And those are equally as important. Today, we're talking about content strategy. Maybe in the future, I'll make an episode about my engagement strategy for 2021. Definitely let me know if you're interested in that. You can always send me a DM on Instagram or comment on my latest photo or whatever. Let me know you came from the podcast and that you want to hear about engagement because I'd be happy to make that episode. But today we're talking about the half of Instagram growth that is to do with content. Now within the content strategy, there's sort of three categories as well. So we're going to break it down even further. Inside content strategy, we have our Instagram feed content, which includes photos, videos that you would post to your Instagram feed. In that, I also include IGTV and Reels content because Reels and IGTV can be posted to your feed. You're able to create a preview on your grid that then leads people to the Reels or the IGTV tab. So to me, that's all included in feed content. Then the next category of Instagram content is stories content. And stories are very important, which I'm sure you're aware of. They are pretty much the first place that most Instagram users go to look for new content. When they open the app, they are just continuing to become more and more important. So it's very important that we consider that in our overall strategy. And then the third section of Instagram content is live streams. Now this one is definitely sort of the less relevant younger sibling to the feed content and the story content, but it still is important because lives are a really great way to connect with your audience on a deeper level, have that real time, like synchronous conversation that just really helps build trust, like ability, build that relationship between you and your followers. So it's definitely something to consider in your strategy, but you're going to be spending less time on it than your feed content or your story content. So with those three categories in mind, let's talk about how I'm going to approach my Instagram feed content. That's what we'll talk about first. So I'm sure you saw this coming, but my number one priority this year with my feed content is, let's all say it together, Reels. Reels was introduced to Instagram in 2020. Of course, it is directly modeled off of TikTok. We're all well aware of how the classic Instagram move, they just ripped off TikTok and and put a basically a TikTok tab inside of their own app. But not surprisingly, it is very popular because obviously TikTok was popular and people love Reels. The reason why Reels is such a big priority to me in 2021 is partially because TikTok is a priority to me. I know that TikTok is just continuing to grow in popularity. More and more people are going to the app. It is definitely no longer just for dancing teenagers. It is for everybody. And really, it just takes a little bit of time spent on the app to find content that you're going to love and want to keep consuming. So TikTok is a very important part of my 2021 content strategy. And therefore, I want to create reels as well, because honestly, I believe that TikTok content can be doubled on reels. There's not really a reason why you have to make two different versions for each platform, other than if you want to create one minute long videos for TikTok, obviously you can't post those on reels. Reels only goes up to 30 seconds. But for the most part, I've observed that people are usually either a TikTok user or a reels user. Generally, people don't watch both. So if you have followers on both of those platforms. Um, There might be some overlap, but 
people who follow you on Instagram and follow you on TikTok probably are just going to see that content on TikTok. They're probably not watching Reels. So that is me giving you full permission to use the exact same videos, post them on Reels, post them on TikTok, and then it's sort of two for the price of one in terms of content. So because TikTok is a priority to me this year, Reels is going to be a priority to me as well. I dabbled with Reels a little bit in 2020 and I had some real successes, especially in the early days of Reels. I posted a few of my TikToks that I felt would be relevant to my Instagram audience. And some of them got like hundreds of thousands of views, which is pretty wild for an account that has 15,000 followers and even less actually when I posted it. So it's a really great way to increase your reach organically. That's why people are so excited about reels. If you're not familiar with how it works, essentially there is a reels tab on Instagram now that is kind of like the explore page and that it shows you content that Instagram thinks you're going to like, not necessarily content that you are following the creators who made it. So this gives creators a really big opportunity to find new audiences on the app that have not already found them because essentially Instagram is serving users content based on their behaviors, which indicate what they're interested in. And so if you are creating content that Instagram thinks a particular user will find interesting, they might show it to them on their reels page. And therefore you've now been able to get your face in front of a new potential follower, which is huge because up until recently on Instagram, it has been very, very difficult to get yourself in front of new audiences. We've all been using hashtags for a really long time to get our feed content in front of our ideal audiences. But The truth is not a lot of people are actually browsing through hashtags to find new content. And so using hashtags, well, I would still recommend doing it at this point. I'm currently actually researching the efficacy of hashtags and how important they really are to a growth strategy, which I will get back to you on. So make sure you're subscribed. But the point is reels are going to be more effective than hashtags. I think we all kind of know that intuitively just based on like how often do you spend looking at hashtags? How often do you spend scrolling through reels? You're going to have a much better chance of reaching new audiences by using reels in your content strategy. So I feel like I've been talking around reels a lot. I hope that this gives you a sense of the importance of it. It is huge for organic growth and it's also just big for providing entertaining content to your audience. Reels is a really different format than what we're used to. It really allows you to show your personality in a new and fun way and create content that is super consumable. It's auto playing, right? Like people see it, it starts playing right away. They're already being drawn into the story. So it's just a really effective way to create content for your existing audience and for audiences that might not be following you yet, but you can convince them to follow you if you create some really good reels. So reels is obviously a priority. How am I actually going to go about making them and posting them on a consistent basis? So I am going to be posting TikToks and reels every weekday. That is the plan. And I know that is a huge commitment, but I also know how important it is to focus on this kind of content right now because it's just where all of the attention is. So I think that for me in the position I'm in, it would be a mistake not to pour all my time and energy into this short form video content. But for you listening, it might not be the most efficient plan to be posting every single day on reels. It's going to depend on your situation, what makes sense for you in terms of the time commitment you're able to give. But I'm just telling you that I'm posting 
every weekday to give you a sense of just how important I think it is in your strategy. I think that this should be one of the number one forms of content that you're making this year. So the way that I actually organize creating this content, because I know it's a high volume of content to make every week, every month. So I keep a spreadsheet of ideas running where I basically watch TikTok, like I'm watching TikTok every day anyway, and I just pop in and I'll write down ideas that I have about TikToks or reels that I think would be effective. This is usually what I would call like evergreen ideas. When it comes to reels or TikToks, there's going to be kind of two different forms of of content you can make. You can make evergreen content or you can make trending content. I think both of these kinds of content are really important to your growth and for different reasons. Evergreen content tends to be super high value. It provides information or encouragement in some way. These are the kinds of TikToks where you see people pop up and say like, here are three tips for a better Instagram strategy or whatever it might be. And it can be really posted at any day, time of year, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But trending content, on the other hand, is generally going to be easier to go viral with. It's going to be more entertaining and it's also going to be a little bit harder to plan in advance. And that is because TikTok trends and by extension Reels trends, because the same trends are popping up on Reels as well, are very, very timely. They're changing every week, every month for sure. They're changing very quickly. And so batching your content or planning these too far in advance actually could be detrimental because by the time you get around to creating that trending content that you planned a month ago, that audio might not even be trending anymore and therefore it might be kind of like a waste of content for you. So with that in mind, it's a very delicate balance between the high value evergreen content and the trending potentially viral content. So that's why I am going to be balancing my content creation system between consistent brainstorming. So basically keeping a running list of evergreen ideas and weekly content production. So basically, I have scheduled into my Google Calendar two hours every Tuesday afternoon where I am going to sit down or, I don't know, stand up and dance, whatever is required for those videos, and create 10 TikToks or Reels, or sorry, five, five just for the next week. Don't get ahead of yourself, Katie. We only have to create five for each week. I will create the Reels or TikToks that I need for the next week. And this is going to allow me to stay on top of trends, make sure stuff is fresh and relevant, and also not give myself like the huge task of creating a month's worth of TikToks at once because that would just take a long time. So I think it makes a lot more sense for my own processes to do this on a weekly basis. And the good thing about keeping this running spreadsheet of evergreen ideas is that when I go to create this content every week, I'm already going to have a huge list of evergreen TikToks that I'm going to make that I can bang out in like 15, 20 minutes. They'll go really fast because I'll already have a plan in place of content that I can create for that. And then the other few that I'm going to make trending wise, I will just go through TikTok, find some videos that I've enjoyed lately, and then replicate those trends. And that's also something that I can keep track of on a rolling basis. A really good tip is if you're watching TikTok and you come across something and you're like, oh, I could replicate that and make it relevant to my niche or my business, just send it to yourself on TikTok. And then you can go through your DMs with yourself to see a list of videos that you can recreate 
for your own content strategy. That's how I do it anyway, and I find it really useful to keep track of content ideas that way. So this would kind of work out then to once a week, probably having two or three evergreen style videos and two or three trending style videos, all depending on what's relevant that week and, and what I've come up with from my, we'll call it quote unquote research <laughs> slash my, my time spent addicted to TikTok. It's just going to depend what I find during that time. So that is my reels strategy. I know I spent a lot of time talking about it, but I really do think it is important, very, very important for 2021. I think that even more focus on Instagram is going to go towards reels because they know just how successful TikTok is at keeping users on their platform. The average TikTok user is spending an hour on TikTok every time they open the app. That is insane. That is unheard of in the social media world. And every other big player in the game, Instagram included, is going to want a slice of that, which is exactly why they are focusing so much on reels because they're trying to keep people on their app as much as possible. So that's the story behind why reels is going to be probably the most significant part of my content strategy this year. But it is not the only part of my feed content strategy. We are also going to be focusing on, I say we, I mostly mean me because that's who makes my content, at least right now. I am going to be focusing on shareable graphics. That is the second major part of my content strategy. You've probably heard me talk about this before because this was something on my radar already at the beginning of 2020, but really throughout this year, we have seen a massive increase in the graphics shared on the Instagram feed. A year ago, it would have been crazy to think that one of the most successful forms of content you can share on Instagram is literally just an image, like a color background with text on it. But that really is super effective. People share those, people save them. And those are really important metrics when it comes to the Instagram algorithm and your potential reach. So I am going to be focusing on making carousel graphics that are packed with valuable and surprising tips. The reason why I say surprising, because value is obvious, right? We always want to be providing value with our content. But the reason why I say surprising is because if what you're sharing in your graphics is too obvious, it won't get shared as quickly. I think when something is a little bit surprising or maybe clickbaity or controversial, that's when you're really going to get those shares because people who agree with you strongly will share it to their story and it's going to generate conversation. It's just going to help you extend your reach a little bit more. If you want to have the intended effect of shareable content, which is obviously getting it shared, getting it shared to people's stories, increasing your reach, you do need to be a little bit clickbaity. And that definitely sounds bad. Like people really associate clickbait with just the absolute like trash of the internet. And yeah, is it bad when people promise something and don't deliver on it? Totally. I would never recommend that. But I think if what you are clickbaiting is actually what you are offering, it's fair game. That's just good advertising. But just think about that when you're writing stuff. Don't like downplay what you're offering by any extent. Make sure that you're always presenting your content in the most exciting and intriguing way possible to get the best results. Now, when it comes to actually creating this stuff, what's the process going to look like? Of course, you can use Photoshop or Canva. I've actually been using Canva a lot more lately. 
I used to be a big Photoshop person, but I've really been loving that Canva is something I can share with my team. And also that you can create templates that are really easily accessible. You can set up your brand colors and your fonts. It's just very nice to use. So that's something that I've been using more for creating my carousel graphics and probably will continue to in 2021. In terms of the content, when I create Instagram carousel graphics, it's almost from the same perspective that I would create like a YouTube video. And that's the great thing about it is if you're creating other, what I would call keystone content or just big high value pieces of content, like a podcast, a blog, or a YouTube channel, you can take those pieces of content and repurpose them for a graphic carousel. So I could take any of my YouTube videos go through the script and basically break that down into slides that I could put into an Instagram graphic carousel. And there we go. We've got my content already. So that's what I would really recommend, especially if you are creating that other kind of content is repurposing it into carousels because you've already gone to the work of putting together all that content. So why not get the most out of it and post it in a graphic carousel? Otherwise, you can always get inspiration from what other people are sharing in graphics, see what's getting lots of shares. Honestly, just tap through your Instagram stories and see what posts you are seeing shared there, because obviously if they're showing up there, that's a good indication that they're doing well, right? And ask yourself, what's performing well in this? Why are people interested in it and sharing it? And then try to replicate those same factors in your own content. When it comes to frequency, I'm going to be posting graphic carousels probably once a week. This is the kind of content where you probably don't need to bombard your audience with it all the time because it is a lot to scroll through. So you have to imagine that people are not going to probably spend, you know, 10 or 20 minutes every week looking through all of your content. But if you can just grab like three to five minutes of their time with a really you know, impactful and valuable carousel post, that's huge. That is really significant. So use this sparingly, but also consistently would be my advice. And the other point to that is it's really not reasonable in my own schedule to put the amount of effort into these kinds of posts that is necessary and do it multiple times a week. These are really high value posts and they take a long time to put together. So you want to make sure that you're committing to a reasonable amount of them. For me, I can spend two hours a week and bang out five reels and know that I'm going to be good to go and happy with that quality of content. But when it comes to a graphic carousel like this, it takes more time and You don't want to commit to doing more than you reasonably have time for. And I think that once a week is a good pace anyway. So that's my rationale behind my own schedule. Maybe you want to just like hit the gas and really put a lot of effort into this and really get a lot of shares and do this three times a week. That's totally up to you. But for me, weekly is probably what makes the most sense for these kinds of posts. All right, the third kind of post that is going to be really significant in my feed strategy, and this is three out of three just so you know where we're at here, then we're going to move on to story content. But the third part of my feed content strategy is sharing even more vulnerable photos and captions. To me, Instagram is also about sharing openly about things that I'm passionate about. It's not just about selling my services and growing my business, though that is definitely the priority because ultimately This is a business that I'm running and, you know, I have people that I need to pay and I obviously need to make an income. So the business side is important, but I also want to be sharing stuff that I'm passionate about and that I want to 
share a message about. So one of those things is body confidence and removing the stigma around women dressing how they want, no matter what size they are. And I want to be able to share those things as well as my own journey with entrepreneurship and be super honest about what that has looked like for me. And so that is kind of what the vulnerable photos and captions piece is to me. This is a way for me to build the like, know, and trust factor with my audience and also put a message out there that I feel like I would have liked to hear a couple years ago when I was scrolling through Instagram as a uncertain and insecure university student. So not to take all the magic out of these posts because they really are a great way to connect with people. It feels like a diary entry. It's just like, you know, a piece of your heart is out there on Instagram. And so it is kind of magical, but at the same time, they perform really well. That is why (laughs) all of us creators are out here sharing posts about our insecurities and our journeys with learning to love ourselves and stuff like that. It's because, yeah, it's a great message and it helps people, but it also gets the likes and comments. Let's be real. (laughs) So I want to be able to share high quality photography alongside thoughtful captions because I appreciate that kind of content and I know that my audience does as well. So I'll probably share a post like this somewhere between like once or twice a week, depending on the week, depending on what I have to share. So with all of that together, then this like vulnerable photos and captions, the carousel graphics and the reels, my weekly content strategy is going to look like this. We're going to have reels posted every day at 3 p.m. That's my plan because that's the time that I've set aside to engage with people who are commenting on my content. And then we're gonna be posting on Tuesdays, probably a graphic carousel, high value informational post. And then on Fridays, I'll post a more vulnerable photo with a thoughtful caption. Now this might vary week to week depending on if I add something in or take something out, but that is kind of what I'm aiming for. That is the content calendar plan. All right, let's talk story strategy. As I was saying before, there's three main components to Instagram content strategy. We've got the feed content, the story content, and live streams. I would say when it comes to prioritizing these, feed content is pretty important. I would say you wanna be spending like 50% of your energy and effort on feed content. And then story content is a really close second. I would say you wanna be spending like 40% of your time and energy and effort on Instagram on your stories. And then that brings us in for lives at 10%. They are significant, but like I said before, not the most important thing ever. So we'll get to that in a few minutes, but first let's talk about stories. Lately, I have been sticking quite rigorously to daily Instagram stories. That's what I was doing for probably like the second half of the year, but then something really interesting happened. So a couple weeks ago, I ended up having to go in and work at my mom's restaurant. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, my mom is also an entrepreneur. She owns a restaurant and somebody wasn't able to come into work. So anyway, I went in and worked a few shifts. So I was not posting to Instagram stories those days because your girl was serving coffee in her uh, hometown, small town. (laughs) So anyway, when I got back to my regularly scheduled programming of social media work, I posted on my story and it wasn't even anything that exciting. It was kind of just this mundane post where I was like, Hey guys, like I've been away for a few days, but now I'm back, whatever. I checked my story just a few hours later and I saw that 
that first story of the day had 2,000 views in the first two hours. Normally, for context, I would get 1,100 or so after 24 hours. What the heck? Seriously, this is like way more views than I ever get at all. And it was so quick. So I posted on my story about that. And what I was hearing from other people and with other research I was doing, I've heard people theorize that if you go from posting every day on stories and then stop cold turkey, when you come back, you tend to get a boost in views. People kind of say this might be Instagram's way of like encouraging people to going back to posting consistently to kind of remind them like, look, these are the kind of views you can get. Then again, it could also be because my story had fully run out. I had, you know, when you wait 24 hours and you have no story content again, some people say that if you start posting after your story has fully run out, then you'll get more views that way as well, rather than having continuously having a story live. I don't know. I think these are all theories at this point. And I'm very curious to see with future experimentation what the best way is to optimize Instagram story views. So that remains to be seen. Basically, stay tuned. All I know is it's important to be consistent and provide value on your Instagram stories. How frequently you need to do that, I'm still discovering that and will let you know as soon as I know. It's also important to note that getting a lot of views is not everything, right? Even if I'm posting, like I was saying, I would normally get 1,100 views or whatever in 24 hours. Even if I'm posting every single day for my core audience of 1,000 people, that's still really great. That's still important. I don't need to try to do this weird jumping through hoops, gaming the algorithm thing to get the most views possible on one day. I think it's more important that you're consistent and you're creating content that your audience is actually going to connect with. So I really want to encourage you to get on Instagram stories, show your face, record videos. That is really what performs the best and what people connect with. So if you're feeling nervous about that, I think 2021 is the time for you to take the leap and try it out. It's really not as scary as it seems. People are very encouraging and you just got to do it. You just got to rip off the bandaid and try it out. It's also important that you don't just create stories for the sake of creating stories. I want you to have something valuable to provide when you swipe over and open up the Instagram stories app. You want to make sure that you have something to say because I think part of what slowly wore away at my Instagram story views for a few weeks is that I got in the habit of just every morning going on Instagram stories to say something just so I would post something at all. And I think that it's important that you have something to provide. So what I would recommend is, because it is important to be consistent consistent. Try to keep a list of things that you could share on Instagram stories, like tips or tricks or sharing a certain routine or giving behind the scenes of something. Keep like a running idea list so that you can actually have a purpose behind the Instagram stories that you're making. So to summarize, this is my kind of plan for Instagram stories in 2021. And I think this would be a good approach for you to take on as well. Number one, don't stress yourself out over posting every single day. If you have good content to share on any given day, then go for it. But if you don't feel like you have anything to say, then don't feel like you're going to ruin your views by not posting for one day. Number two, allow yourself to take a break between stories. Let them run out past the 24 hour mark and then start posting again. Even posting every other day would maybe be a good way to start and see if that increases the number of views or the engagement that you get. And number three, 
finally. Kind of counterintuitive to what I was just saying, but don't measure your story success just by views, but measure it instead by relationships. You want to try to generate conversations, make friends with your followers, who then eventually might become your customers, right? Think about how you can actually start those DM conversations and get in contact with the people that are actually watching your stories. That is ultimately the important thing. All right, and that brings us to the third part of your Instagram content strategy, and that is live streams. This is that little 10% that we're going to tack on. Like I was saying, it's not that important, but it's also something that I do want to focus more on in 2021. Earlier in 2020, I was doing live streams on a weekly basis, and I found that was so effective for connecting with my audience, generating engagement, and getting a really clear sense of what my audience was looking for and how I could serve them. Now, I would say doing live streams once a week is something that is really great to aim for. If that feels like out of your reach right now, then maybe start with once a month. Whatever pace or frequency you can commit to, just try to be consistent with it and don't do what I did and live stream every week for like six months and then totally fall off the map and never do one again. (laughs) I really want to be consistent with this because it is a great way to get in front of your followers, build that relationship with them, and also generate bonus content for your IGTV because you can share your live streams to your IGTV for people to watch later as well. And if you're sharing really valuable content in your live streams, you can actually break it down and edit it later and make it into reels, make it into some shorter form videos that you can share. There's a lot that you can do with live streams that I think people forget about, especially if you plan out some valuable content ahead of time to share in them. So That is my advice for live streams. I'm not going to get in too in-depth about all the different ways that you can provide value on Instagram Lives. If you are interested in that, though, let me know. Let me know on Instagram or whatever, and I could make a future episode all about how to do the best Instagram Lives. So I've been talking for a long time now. I need a drink of water, and it's time for me to wrap up this episode. That is my strategy for 2021. It's a lot. I know I'm going from a very low posting consistency compared to this to very high frequency of posting, especially with the daily reels. It's a lot, but I do believe in myself, (laughs) I hope, and we'll see how it goes. I really do think that this new strategy is going to be a game changer for my growth, and I can't wait to see how it goes and basically report back to all of you on on its impact on my followers, on my engagement. And hopefully we can all learn through this new strategy together. Let me know what you're planning for your Instagram strategy by sending me a DM on Instagram or commenting on my most recent post. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. And let's all plan to have a really successful year when it comes to our Instagram growth. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, 
please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. And you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening. And as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams. And I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.